You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. What's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, oh, hey. I theme music from next. Uh, uh, Don't stop now. You done did it. Right? You done did it. Right? did it. Welcome, welcome to Black Hollywood Lives Show Next, where we interview all the up and coming stars. I am your host, Megan Thomas. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What's going on, people? I am your other host, Cortez G. West. Cortez G. Please say the yes, G. Please say that G. Y'all ain't got no baby. And today we have the most beautiful, talented, and wonderful actress world. you've ever seen. Give it up for Azure D. Sessie Carmel. That's the <laughs> I like that. I like that. I do too. Where's like my that. roses? Where's my roses? Right, right, right. Oh. See, you're So we're going to get right into it, Ashley. We're going to get all up in your business. Oh, oh Lord. Okay, so first of all, how did your parents come up with the name Azure D? Um, you know, I blame my dad for that. Okay. Because um, I have a Creole background. My dad actually, it's Azure, it's French. So my dad grew up actually hearing French language from my mm-hmm. grandmother. And so he just loved the word Azure. And his name is Dwayne, so he had a D at the end, and he just created Azure D. At first, I hated it, though. Like, growing up, Uh. I mean, teachers would be like, Azure Day, Azure. (laughs) And I'm just like... Didi. So the nickname Didi came about, uh, but now I'm like fully embraced Azure D because I'm a grown woman yeah. now. So if you say it right, it actually sounds pretty nice. And it it's fits beautiful. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, it thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank Azure you. D. I've grown to love it though too. Right. You should. It's so you're from, I'm new to California, so it's Berkeley. No, I'm from South Central LA. South Central. Is that, so what is Berkeley? Los is that a city here? That's a, I went to school at UC Berkeley in oh, the Bay Area. Okay. So I'm from here though. Okay. I'm from Los Angeles. Oh wow, born yeah, raised, born. Huh? I'm a native. Wow. Yep. I can't. I can't. Get, I've, you're the, like the second person I've met that's originally from. <laughs> and here. are we all amazing? The people that are from here are actually really right, dope. Yeah. Okay. You know, you don't hate, make me don't go do there. That. Don't, don't do make me go there and have to defend my LA. Right. So been from so been from South Central. How did that shape up your career? Because I know you started um, very very young. Yeah. You know, I started performing as a dancer at a young age. You mm-hmm. know, drill team. I was a part of this dancing group called Positive Steps. We danced at Laker games, Raider games. So I did a lot of that. I was broken in early from that. I mean, I performed right. in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I went to Berkeley that. I discovered acting as acting, that yeah. as a profession. You know, I majored in theater, so it was you know my first class. I took one of my first classes at Berkeley, and I I fell in love with it. And it was actually because my best friend, who's my best friend to this day, she came to our showcase, mm-hmm. and I was performing a piece on um, this woman who was dying of breast cancer. And so she cried at the end, knowing me, knowing <laughs> I don't have breast cancer and I wasn't dying. Right. She came to me after the showcase, and she was so moved by that. And I thought that was really dope as an actor. How you're able to move people right. and really like you know get them involved and in, into feeling like 
feelings. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm a very empathetic person, so the idea that I'm moving people really, really inspires me. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's yeah. a good, that means you're a good actress. I, I try. Yeah. Right, right, okay, right. <laughs> so you were talking about um, at the age of nine, you were in a group called Positive Sex. Yeah. How did you even get in that? Well, I did drill team at first, and my dad was very, he's he had a, had me really involved in a lot of stuff at a young age, and I auditioned for this dance group. I didn't know that it was going to be Stacey Stewart, who was a previous Laker girl. She started this, so okay. I didn't know how big it was going to be. It ended up being where we performing all these places but yeah it was from just me auditioning and I got it and I, I really could dance though back in the day I was like I was groovin'. I, I could do it at the, yeah. at the beach when we was at the yeah. beach yeah like Get I love down. music I yeah. love like I'm really connected to music in that way so yes. dancing is kind of a natural thing to me that's okay. dope. Let me tell y'all, this, this year, <laughs> for her birthday, oh, we were gosh. at the beach. Yes. What was the name of that beach, Megan? Doc uh, Waller. Doc Waller. Doc mm-hmm. Waller. It was and fun. We had nothing but drums and Conga, a guitar, Bongo. acoustic guitar, and we got down. Right. We were coming from African uh, music all the way to tribal. booty shaking. <laughs> we made it. Like, it was, it was honest, amazing, y'all. That was the one of the best birthdays I had. I actually posted some pictures of that on yes. Instagram, but like I was, that was the best. I had a vision to create this dope, like, Right, sunset beach bonfire, mm-hmm. and it came to life right before my eyes. I had fire throwers. You did. It was, amazing. It was, it was and it was dope fun. energy, great yeah. people. Oh, it was, and it. food was good because I was by the grill the whole time. <laughs> the yeah, whole time, yeah, smelling yeah, yeah. like gr- charcoal. Thank you guys for coming and sharing <laughs> that. So that was really dope. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're talking about you went to UC Berkeley, yeah. and so you double majored, right? Yeah, in theater mass communications and so, my, yeah marketing so why did you choose theater over mass communications or why was that well, even added as one of your majors okay well originally i wanted to be a journalist so yeah. i was mm-hmm. taking journalism courses and i was thinking about um applying to the actual school of journalism but it was so much writing and then when i took the acting class i knew that i, I wanted to be creative and also with mass communications like i also have an interest in the business side of okay. entertainment and i thought that it would be beneficial for me to learn and be a part of the creative and business side right. as well you know and i'm naturally a businesswoman too at heart and so I just wanted to fuse both of those together so mass communications I learned advertising and marketing and PR and I apply a lot of that to my career now so I, I wanted to have like I said both of those experiences that's good well, yeah what, 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 I was what's saying that though like what made you want to go over to just acting well it was I think in the beginning my first couple the first two years at Berkeley I was mostly focused on a mass comm but then when I um, took the acting classes I, I got into the black theater program and I actually played a mulatto slave and that was a moving experience for me um, and so that kind of like I got the bug just doing that kind of work there and then when I graduated I had a choice I could either kind of pursue the business side or I could pursue the creative side and I just kind of got here my first year booked a national commercial and then I just kept booking so I was like okay I guess I'm gonna go ahead and go this (laughs) route but I also have worked in public relations and marketing as well so I I have both of the experiences but now I'm fully full-time like this is you know I'm acting so we, we, you have your birth as in national commercials. Um, yes, I've been in a few, quite a few yeah. national commercials. Yeah, That's kind of how I got my start. I saw the McDonald commercial. She uh, was gliding over. Yeah, I was gliding. <laughs> my hair was blowing in the wind. Yes, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that that commercial that. played so much. Oh. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Residual. So, how is yeah. acting in a commercial different from acting in TV and film for you? Oh, drastically mm. different. Good question. Yeah. I mean, you know, even the auditions for commercials and, and film is drastically different. I mean, usually for commercials, it's a short 30 seconds, probably, you know, 45 right. second commercial. And usually sometimes it's reactions. It's, you know, there'll be some speaking parts, but it's very short. So they want to just kind of see your personality. It's about the look, right. you know, and it's kind of simple in that way. But film, I think, you know, you have sides and you have to really, really get into character. It's much more dialogue and right. it's much more of an intense kind of audition process. So I would say it's drastically different. So that's a good question because 
that you said that is, I mean, I'm sorry, that's a good uh, way that you said it is drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2010, I think you, you, well, I know that you uh, booked a role in the movie, Somebody Help Me Too. Yes, so that how horror that? film. And that's a horror film, yeah. So yeah. how was that acting? You know, you're in commercials, mm-hmm. and then now you're going over and, you know, acting in a horror movie. Well, I think as an actor, I mean, everybody's route is different. So I happen to start off in commercials. and But I, it's not like I stopped doing commercials and I did films. Mm-hmm. They, I, I was doing commercials as well as booking films. until, And then usually as your per- career progresses, then you kind of kind of focus on the film thing. Right, and I think right. if I reach when I reach a certain level, then the commercials won't be as prominent, you know. Mm-hmm. But so in the pursuit, yeah, I've done both. But when I did um, Somebody Help Me Too, the horror film that aired on BET, it was, I, I, I was still doing commercials at the time time too mm. you know I, that was like my first you know like lead role and and i was i was very nervous because i you know i was kind of green and i i you know it's a it was an intense shooting schedule i mean we had 14 hour days i didn't get any sleep i was i was thrown into the wolves literally really? you know so it was it was definitely like an experience it was good i actually remember it oh I you do, do? yeah <laughs> i was like oh my, i mean it's it for the good. kids it was a teenage it was a bt right okay let me watch this right. i was snap back i said all right 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 so in 20 11 you starred as Denise in um the dramatic series She's Not Our Sister. Yeah, the teleplay. Yes, and so that okay, so explain that to me because was it a movie and then it went to a series or how did it go? No, you know with the influx of Tyler Perry's um you know plays, they basically GMC um had they wanted to do a series okay. that um in that back back in that time in 2011 it was just that one time, but they they we ended up making a second half of it called She's Still Not Our Sister with Jack A. Harry and Cleta Smith and all that. But this particular thing was called a teleplay. Okay. And basically, they shot it as if it's a sitcom kind of series, but it was a play that we okay. basically shot live. Right. So it was, you had to just, it was shot like a, we, you know when you do a play, it's, right. you're just out there. So if we mess up, just got to keep it going. So that's how, that's what GMC was trying to do. And so um, that's what it was, a teleplay. That so, was like so you were okay. So you were opposite of Jack A. Harry from Two Two Seven. Yes, yes. What, what was it like working with her? And Kalita Smith and, and Clifton Powell. Yes. And these are veterans in the game. And so me being a younger person in the in the game, they were like my. I felt like it was family. Like Clifton was so like a mentor, such like a mentor. Jack A. She was like a mom, like <laughs> on set, telling me a lot of her experiences. I got a chance to really understand from that perspective. She's been in the game for a while. Right. She told me a lot of stuff, and I I really took key to that. And also, Cleta Smith. She's. I feel like we had a lot of similarities, so I, I got along with her. I feel like the most because she. We're we're very similar. Like we both come from the hood. You know, we both and everybody said we kind of look alike too. You so do, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and, and I so I, I kind of connected with Kalita a lot. But they were they treated me as if I was you know um, they they helped me out. I, I did. I felt like I was very comfortable on set with them. I was nervous though because like I said they've been in the game, but they right. they were you know very gracious. Let me tell y'all something. When I first met Ezra D. <laughs> She gave me a hug and I gave her a hug. She was like, I said, what I know you from? She said, I don't know. Maybe TV. <laughs> because. I kept thinking in my head like, there you go, I girl. know this girl. I know this girl. I, I just kept saying that. Because I don't know if it is I have a familiar face or whatever, but for the last couple of years, I feel like I get that probably like 10 times a week. Right. I know you. I know you. And so I'm assuming like, okay, maybe it's because of my commercials. I, not right. that I'm thinking like, oh, I'm on TV. You just know me. Yeah, it yeah. was just, I'm thinking that's the only thing I could think of. Because I didn't get that. 
I didn't get that, you know, you trying to be all funny or anything. Oh, uh, look, they didn't, right. they didn't pull up the picture. And I'm standing uh-huh. in the front of her. He was singing to me. <laughs> that is so I was funny. Yeah. In front of her. Yes, oh, that was yeah. a dope picture. I was actually throwing the fire. Like, right. they let me throw the fire. That was so, so I cool. had to scoot back because I was like, they ain't going to burn my wow. hair. So and then the crowd was chanting, don't burn her hair. Don't burn her hair. It was amazing. It was classic. But those of you that are listening, we actually showed up, just popped up a picture of Azure D at her birthday party at the beach throwing fire. It was yes. amazing. It was yeah, the girl it was in the so back awesome. is like, "Oh, girl, don't, don't." Right? Yeah. She's like, "Don't burn my hair <laughs> <Yeah>. either." <laughs> but let me tell you why you're on next. Let me tell you why you're on this show. Okay. Because not only are you a good actress and a good dancer, but you actually are a part of a uh, what best short film? Yes. Um, Stakes. Stakes the movie, Mm -hmm. um, directed by Brandon Mason um, and written by him as well. We actually just recently in October won for best short at the San Diego Black Film Festival. Right. So how does it feel being a part of that? Like Um, being a part of something that's award winning. You know what? Um, Last year when we shot it, I remember shooting this in Alabama, and you know I knew immediately when I got casted because he actually found me. He Mm. saw something I did online, and he like really reached out and he had a like it was a hunt apparently, and so yeah. Alright. All right. <laughs> it was a hunt. And so when I found I, I knew that when I went when I got to set in Alabama, they had really put a lot into this project. I mean, mm-hmm. for it to be a short, we had photo shoots, we had it was right. like they made it like a movie. Right. So I knew that they were gonna Yeah, it was a good budget, mm-hmm. but also it was gonna be quality and that they were really gonna try to do something with this. And then the story was very compelling. Um, you know, I had to really connect in a different way and I hadn't had a chance to do that at the mm-hmm. time, so it was good to for me emotionally because I had to really, you know, cry and get emotionally connected but um, it was and then for us to conclude that experience with being in a couple of festivals and then ending it on winning for best short was right. like uh, it was I think as actors it's just validation that you can keep going because there's something there yeah, I think right. a lot of times we get discouraged and I think in that moment I was like okay there's something you right. know and 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 I want to keep continuing to do this so and get better is, and better. Stakes is what kind of film? It's horror. Like it, no, it's it's, it's a mystery. it's a film about forgiveness. Mm. It has something to do with horror. It's it's a love story. Mm. Um, and the the short will actually be available online. It's still doing its like, it's finishing up the film festival market, but he's going to let it live online. Right. Um, www.stakes.com. Stakesthemovie.com. Okay. So anybody interested in just kind of see more about that, we have the behind the scenes footage and just the making of it. And even with that, you'll see how much was put into that. Right. I mean, this is a short film. Right. right. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was really great. That was a, an amazing thing. Well, right. congrats! Thank yes, you, guys. Congratulations! Yes. Thank and you. so now you are in an independent film called An American in Hollywood and yes. Select Woo-hoo. AMC Theaters yes. on July 18th. Make sure you guys yes. go and support that. Yes. Tell us about this movie. Oh my goodness! This movie directed and by how, I'm sorry. How do you pronounce your character you play? Ayoka. Ayoka. I was trying to get that. I was just <laughs> you like, know what that name? The Ayoka? director and writer. He literally called me that. Before I got casted, after I got casted, like I'm still, he still calls me Ioka. He's like, "What's up, Ioka?" It's time to be the press. I'm like, "Sai." So Sai Veridan, um, a graduate of NYU, um, he basically created this story, actually directly related to his own experience of coming from New York. to LA to pursue and being a real artist in this Hollywood system that can sometimes be a little hard to, you know, pursue. Mm-hmm. And so um, the story just kind of channels his life, and I play um, the love interest of the lead character, um, Aunt Josiah, mm-hmm. that is played by Richard Carroll. And I pretty much am like the unknowing antagonist. I kind of, you know, make. Josiah face himself in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, we're similar because we're both, like, I'm an aspiring actress, he's an aspiring director, but we both collide in this Hollywood system right. that it can be unfair. And, and it also channels the stories of other 
real artists who right. are comedians and those are Josiah's friends and basically we just collide in this world and, and try to figure it out and sometimes we win sometimes we lose and right. you know we're just there well, how much living of in it Ayoka said, I said that right Ayoka. Yeah, Ayoka how much of Ayoka is Ajudi a lot I mean obviously she's from LA she's mm-hmm. um, a aspiring actress uh, she's feisty. She knows who she is. She's um, very intelligent. So I would say those things, I, I related to a lot of that. Um, I've had, you know, similar love experiences of just trying to find our, you know, way. And um, I think just also her strength. I, I think that I re- connect a lot to her strength. Did you say love experiences? Well, I mean. We're going to get to that, y'all. <laughs> all in your business. Y'all Told are all you. up in my business. We are. Next. Us. Yes. <laughs> Next. That's amazing. So, yes, you are. So, in addition to acting, you're also busy giving back, and you're the co-founder of Give Back LA. Yeah. So, talk to us about that. What is that? Yeah, you know, I, I when I was at Berkeley, I was very involved in, you know, just uplifting my community. So, that's a really big part of who I am. And so, one of my friends, Sam Hook, he's a songwriter. He We were kind of brainstorming one day and we just came up with this idea of let's just like you know get a bunch of clothes together reach out to people who have old clothes and let's make some lunches and let's just go hand them out to the homeless at on Christmas <laughs> it was really just an idea right. and we just did it and in two days we had like 40 volunteers and we've been able to give back to over like 20,000 families this past year actually this past Christmas the game was a part of it yeah. uh, we had a lot of people come out like this was the biggest one yet so it's grown to be this it, it's not like we do it for validation or credit or we just do it whoever wants to be a part of it it, right. But it's become like this thing, and now mm-hmm. we're like, we may actually take it to the next level next year. That's good. So yeah, the Give Back LA. Um, you can have it's hashtag the Give Back LA if anybody wants to know more about that. But every year we're looking for people to be a part of it. So. I'm sure oh, Megan yes. and I will be there. Yeah. Right? Yes, oh, we will. y'all better yeah. be there next year. Of course. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm down Absolutely. for that. Yeah. I'm down for that. I'm definitely I'm down for that. <laughs> you once quoted something that I actually kind of remember. You said, "Creative artists have great responsibility." Mm-hmm. What do you think your responsibility is? Well, as a black woman, um, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility, not just my race, but just because I believe that um, there is a certain consciousness that the audience, I feel, just in being more of a participant and also right. an observer, I noticed that we're, we're going in a certain direction. And I think before I used to feel like there's not enough positive um, representations of black women in the media, but I think that that's changing. I think Lupita and Kerry Washington have really, like, you know, are taking opening us doors, into a, yeah, yeah opening mm-hmm. doors and taking us to, to a new direction. So I feel like my responsibility is to come after that and keep that going. Like, keep continuing that that um, movement right. and of, of being a part of really great projects that make people feel right. and that make people think about themselves. And reality. Um, and reacting. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're becoming desensitized. Mm-hmm. So I want to help to like bring back the feeling. Right. And hopefully as my career grows, I can be a part of projects that really do that for people. Right. So, so Ben, that's your responsibility. Um, who's, an, who's an actor or actress that you look up to that, that may guide you in that direction? Uh, well, I appreciate the greats, obviously. Meryl Streep, um, you know, people that have like taken it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'm always watching interviews and inspired by, you know, actors that have come before me, especially the successful ones. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I, I love Carrie Washington. I, I mm-hmm. love her character on Scandal. I think that's it was so popular because black women, we loved to see a black woman right. be that powerful, So did that make woman. you like Carrie Washington or it was just the character? No, I was I was always a fan of hers, mm-hmm. but that character kind of for me just, you know, because I, I saw I just I saw hope in that character. Okay. Um not necessarily her, you know, um 
you know, smashing the president. president. Right. I know because I don't want to get. Smashing I know him. there's a lot of political, like a lot. Of, I don't want to go that deep, but I'm just saying, just generally, what she stood for and how her being a respected woman, African American right. woman on TV. Right. Um, I I, res- I love that that aspect of it. But as far, I mean, I love Scarlett Johansson, and she's one of my yeah. favorites. Um, I I'm just a fan of just good work and, and good acting. So I have a lot of different people. Um, I love Jada Pinkett. I think she's dope. Uh, I'm, 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 I love Angela Bassett. Oh, and I Angela, think I fell in love right. with uh. You know what? Angela Bassett exudes another level of strength. I have so much respect for her. Um, she embodies to me the the power and the conviction. And all of her performances, I feel like you feel. There's exactly. no way she brings so much truth to her to her work. It's it's so inspiring. So I'm gonna go off the record if you don't mind, Megan. I want to ask this: I If you were given a role to play, um, what is it called when someone's um, playing an actor playing someone? One. Biopic. Oh, um, it's called a biopic. Yeah. Okay. Who would you want to play? Hmm. That's a great question. And the reason why I asked that because you know the girl about that was going to play Aaliyah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she backed that whole, out. Yeah. yeah. She backed out. How did she feel about that as well? You know, I didn't like the fact that Aaliyah's family was not involved in this Lifetime production, and right. I feel like that is so crazy. How can you make a story without including the family? The family. Like mm-hmm. that just seems so. I I think that Zendaya Zendaya, Zendaya. Zendaya. I, I didn't want to say her yeah. name that's what I, I was just I saying I feel like that had a lot to do with it in the end because mm-hmm. I think they, they wouldn't release the music or something or something like that but um, I, I just felt like it would be hard for me to be a part of something where like the family is not a part of like that's it seems like they should be a part of it. Like right. the NWA movie that's coming mm-hmm. out, like they're all a part yeah. of it. That we, you know, and they even are. in Tupac's story, like I would hope that Tupac's people were a part of that. Exactly. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. So I you never thought about, a, you know, being a playing an actor in a biopic, um, playing someone. You know, I, hmm, I have, and if I could really, really sing, because I could dance, but. I would love to play Beyonce. <laughs> oh, yes, the Beyonce um, story. But Featuring Azure D. But that's, I feel like that's so <laughs> cliche. That's so cliche. <laughs> but let me see. Maybe um, a civil rights activist. I have an idea. Um, would be dope, too. Here you going to be. Coretta. No, not Coretta. Rosa. That's been done before. Um, there, I forgot this, this lady's name, but I think she was an activist. That She was a college student, and she helped. I, I literally, it's, I'm going blank. But there was an activist who was in college and who she was known for like you know giving these I just feel like I'm an inspirer right. I, I like to motivate people I feel like that I would access okay. that you know yes. so that would be dope to play like a civil rights activist okay. like from back in the day so have you, have you done comedy? slightly I've been doing some little comedy a little bit been testing it out with Dormtainment um, they are a comedy group that we've been doing some online sketches but I haven't I don't think I've tapped it too much in the, the I comedy. asked that because making you have a good memory what is the lady who played Jackie Washington? And she also mm-hmm. plays um, plays Tina Turner's mother in What's Love Got to Do with It. Oh goodness, I don't know her name. Ugh, I know who you're talking about. Like I see I you playing her. I can't think of. I can't think her of her name. Right name. Yes, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna think about it before we. Yeah, we'll come back. Yes, but but you know you you've been doing a lot in in this field. What do you, what would you say is probably your biggest challenge as an actress? Um, I would say just the battle or the struggle of. You know, really, really wanting to be able to do projects that, um, you know, really showcase my range and like really move people, like I keep saying, and 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 having those opportunities. I feel like there's not a lot of opportunities for that, especially with Black women. Right. So you know, now people are creating their own projects, and and that's great too. But I would say that, and then also like the compromise of not going too far, you know, and subscribing to just wanting to be seen and exposed and getting followers versus like really being true to the work. I think mm-hmm. they're both 
very necessary. Like, I need to be connected to the people online and, you know, with social media's very heavy presence. And that's how people have been knowing about anything I'm doing right now. But at the same time, I don't like being so connected to it where I'm just so, I got to post a picture. I got to do that. I don't like that yeah. part. I want to yeah. live and live my own life and kind of be in, you know, do my craft and, you know, and then have that separate. So uh, that's a duality that I'm dealing with, I think, right now. Um, and just, you know, like, just making sure that everything I do, I'm representing myself and I'm understanding the weight of that and of the of, of what I do, you know, because I, I want to inspire people. I eventually want to, you know, take, take uplifting my community to the next level. Like, I, I look at my position as when I do get an opportunity to have that platform to make it mean something. So everything I do has to be around that, you know? Right. So it's just, you know, and then when you're, when you're trying to get there, there's a lot of things you have to, you know, deal with. So yeah. just trying to stay sane and keep going, you know, and, and, you know, humble. Humble. staying true. Yeah. 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 And getting too, not getting too caught up in the fluff. Right. Right. There's so a lot that, of fluff. <laughs> exactly. So at the, in your career, when people look at you, what do you want them to take away from your career? Or what do you want them to say about you because of the roles you've played and the things you've done? Um, well, I would say just in these past couple of years, I, in the beginning, just started out doing whatever I could just to go and get out there. I've become more selective now. Um, but when you're starting out, you just kind of, kind of do what you can. And so I've made some mistakes. I mean, there's this one commercial that I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I just hope that no one sees it, but you know, Hey man, it's out there. And I, you know, I hope to share that story. Like, you know, young actresses out there, like make sure you be careful with what you choose to do. You know, I look at everything as it made me who I am today. So I don't have any regrets. I know where I'm going. I know where I want to go. And I still think that's possible. And I also know where I've been. So I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't, if you say if I could go back. No, if somebody looks at your career, what I do you want, want them, them to, to say? say like, wow, she really has persevered. Um, she is, she is true to her craft. She's very passionate. Um, she's a real person. She's authentic. She's fly. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's a person that, that inspires me and to do better, to be better, um, as a woman. Um, you know, and, and she is, she's someone just, she's someone who I, I would, I like to see more of, okay. you know, and I don't know what she's doing next, but cause I feel like I'm a little bit of everything. I'm not really one thing. Right. So I, I, I kind of want that to always yeah. be like, you never really know what, yeah. what to expect, but I'm also very risky too. So mm-hmm. I want people to just kind of stay glued to like what is she going to do next right. i want to see what she's going to do next because a lot of this i've done on my own like i didn't really have an agent like i've been out here really on my own and i've done you know a decent amount of stuff without all of that That's so good. you know i want them to see that it, it's hard but you know it's possible so okay yeah Right. And I'm growing and I'm evolving and I'm and I and I really want this to mean something. So just I want people to know and to trust that I don't take that lightly. Right. And the word goes to. That's much. That's really how I feel, though. Wow. I hope that it came across. I hope people know that that's really what motive. Like that's what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Well, I've been here for like nine months. I've been in LA for like nine months. Welcome. And that's it. I didn't know. You... Yes, yeah, it's, it's nine months. Wow. Actually, in two days, it'll be a year. Okay. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get your timing right. <laughs> 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 no, in two years, okay, I mean, lying. two days, it'll be um, actually <laughs> ten months. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I know here it can be kind of hard dating. Ah. So, uh, what's going on with the dating, girl? 
What's going on? You have a significant other? Yeah, what's going on? No. Inquiring minds want to know. You don't want to. Your fans. You guys don't want to know. Okay, so for the fans out there that might be like, okay, I'm just going to send a DM to Azure D and I'm going to, like, we're going to be together forever. You know what? Right now, I'm focused on my career. So everything I'm doing, and because this career is such a hard thing to pursue, I'm an up and coming, you know, it requires a lot of your time. It requires a lot of your energy emotionally physically all of it so i've really taken this last year to really delve into that and i feel like that's going to yield the results that i want so i haven't really focused in that area as much you know i mean i have you know people in my life that i'm like okay. uh, but you know I, there's a special person kind of sort of but it's it's for the most part my focus has been on you know me trying to pursue this so it's that but dating it's hard because when you are a person that is very career driven and that's with anything whether you're in law whether you're a doctor where you're anything that you fully commit to is going to like something's going to kind of fall off a little bit so in those moments when I do get lonely I, I try to take that time for myself you know because mm. a woman needs to feel love and you know we need to feel special sometimes so I try to incorporate that whenever yeah. that you know, I think I it is very that. very hard for women to date when they're career right. minded women yeah and it's affected my relationships you know for sure I would say you know you have to be a really understanding person of the lifestyle of an actress to be with an actress right like, and, and you know my ex kind of described it like it's like I'm renting my girlfriend and I uh. was like you know what? It kind of is. is. Like yeah. that sucks. Yeah. You know, I, I, that sucks. But you know, it, it it is what it is. But I think if you are a really confident person, who you are, and if I kind of make you feel like you have nothing to worry about, then you have nothing to worry about. Right. So, cool. well, what do you hard. look for in a man? I would definitely say confidence. A person who is <laughs> comfortable. Boy <laughs> <laughs> <Right> over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a person who's comfortable in their own skin. You know, I feel like a person that really has a true sense of self and is mature, um, has a great relationship with his family, um, uh, intelligent, God-fearing. Um, I mean, I, I think that, and not to be like that, but I think that I'm the complete package, kind of, sort of, mm. in a okay. non-boastful yeah. non kind of way. You think that way. That's yeah, right. like, I, I have achieved a lot. I, I know who I am. I'm grounded. And so I want just a compliment to that. I want someone to compliment my ambition, um, who can be, you know, a partner and build an empire together. And just, you know, I, I would want what I am and a compliment to what I try to be in life, you know? Yeah. Maxwell says, know your, a woman should know their worth. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and also a person that can recognize my worth. Right. Right. What is your biggest pet peeve with guys? Oh, like a flosser. Oh, I don't like guys that just not floss teeth. Oh, oh, I, no, I was no, no. Say, no, I got you. Here, <laughs> here, <laughs> here, I'm talking about some what? The teeth, you gotta floss. Right, oh, like, I'm talking about a person that no, no, like a person that has to flash his money or just just to show like I got this. So and it's like I don't know. It's that's like arrogant. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't. I like everything to be effortless. Right. Like without trying. Like right. if you do have money, maybe I don't have to know that. Maybe you, it just exudes in what mm -hmm. you do, and not even like you have to have money, but just a person that has to. Use their money yeah. to like woo, like difference. the yeah. flossing. I, I I just think it's corny. I um, think there's a difference between <laughs> catering or right buttering mm -hmm. someone, you know, because you want to, and yeah. not because and you're trying to get them. And yeah. also, those people are validated in their monetary worth, not who they are. Mm -hmm. Usually, the people that do that. They don't have clear sense of who they are, and I wouldn't be attracted to that person. Mm -hmm. I want people that know who they are, and you know they don't have to try to do that because who they are is so dope that I the money is just extra extra yeah. you know bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, like, I, and another pet peeve, let me see. When a person doesn't smell good. 
<laughs> I can't. Like that's so important. Like you have to smell good. Like uh-huh. scent is a good thing. Um, uh, what else? Um, I don't know. I, um, a person is too sensitive too. I don't know. That does have a thick skin. I, I like. I don't like super sensitive guys. Okay. You know. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have. So they gotta to be me. They gotta jack you up by your collar. Um, you know the, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, Definitely I see not. Because you're very playful. Like yeah. you like to have fun. So I'm, you can't I'm, have someone if you're joking it with yeah, them. Yeah, and they're so serious and they take everything so serious. Yeah. Like we can't even just like you know play back with me. Clown yeah. me. Like you know, let me know that I, I like that. I like yeah. when you shake it up for me too. And right. people that do that, I kind of I like that. Right. I like to yeah. laugh too. Right. Right. I do have a good time. <laughs> You know? So, before we get out of here, what are some of your projects that are upcoming in addition to an American in Hollywood? Uh, well, American in American Hollywood has been the uh, an American in Hollywood has been the focus right now, and there's a lot of products coming up that I can't really mention right now. Okay. But just be on the lookout. I'm I'm definitely gonna be posting things on my Instagram and and Facebook and Twitter. So I let people know when I have something coming on. Mm-hmm. I, I let people know. But the, for the most part, we're focused on an American in Hollywood. But there's some projects that I hope you projects know, okay. are those movies, commercials, films, yes, films. films. Yes. Nice. Yes. Okay, and where can people go to find out more information about um, the your new movie? Yeah, so American in Hollywood is coming out next Friday, July 18th. East Coast Fam, New York, New Jersey, and Philly. Um, you can look it up on the website. Our website is www.anamericaninhollywood.com. We have specific information on the AMC theaters that it's going to be playing at. Um, also, uh, my Twitter and IG is at Azure Dede. That's A-Z-U-R-D-E-D-E. And I'll be posting stuff throughout the week, too, to remind people to go out. But, um, yeah, and then Facebook is Azure D A Z U R dash D-E. So, okay, wonderful. Yeah, that's how you can stay in touch with my up-and-coming career. That's good marketing yeah. right there. Yeah, that's good it is. <laughs> thank you so much for yeah. stopping awesome. by with us. We had so much fun with you today. Oh, my God, thank you for having me. You and are my friend. Naked truths out there. I know, right? I know, right? To the world now. Girl, when you check your phone, it's going to be a bunch of DMs. Oh, okay. like, I was watching you at your team. I'm, so, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm not I'm not I wear Tom Ford. Right. All right, Cortez, where can they find you? Yes, people, you can find me on all social media at Cortez G. West. Hit me up. And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Twitter. Twitter. Until next time, (laughs) we'll see you. Bye. Peace out, people. Thank you. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. <laughs> the views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.